Welcome to the Side-by-Side Podcast, where we are connecting busy female leaders to the practical resources for ministry today. We are your co-hosts. I'm Annie Purdue Olson, and this is Heidi Swart. And our topic today is a very important one for women in ministry, because a life in ministry does not adhere to a clock. That is absolute truth. There is no such thing as nine to five. There's no predictability in our schedules. And, you know, sometimes as a result of that, it can lead to difficulty balancing family and ministry. Marriages are often strained when ministry takes precedence over the needs of a family, and it can happen very easily, especially, I think, in those early years You know, it's really not uncommon to struggle with that delicate balance of having a healthy marriage and a healthy ministry and trying to figure out how to juggle both of those two things side by side. That is uh, absolutely true. And that's exactly why we're talking to Joanne Thompson today, because for almost 50 years, Joanne has led in ministry. She's had a variety of roles, including a pastor's wife. She's been a mother, a grandmother, assistant director of a pregnancy center, She's made time to be an author. She's been a women's ministry leader, and she's been a speaker at family life conferences all across the country. The common motivation and the thing that really weaves into all of her story is her desire to invite others into the presence of the Father's love. Mm -hmm. Her playful, creative joys include tandem biking, exploring hiking trails, baking whole grain bread, that sounds amazing, and writing (laughs) stories for her grandchildren. Could you imagine writing stories to the smell of homemade bread <laughs> in the oven? I mean, there's something that's just really soothing about that thought. <laughs> no doubt. So really, the question then for Joanne is, is it really possible to have a healthy marriage and a healthy ministry? And for someone who's been in ministry for 50 years, I bet she has some answers for us. Yeah, she absolutely does. She is one of the wisest women that I've I've ever spoken with. Um, she and I talk in this episode about what it means to flourish in both ministry and marriage and how to differentiate your roles, the part of you that's a spouse and the part of you that's also in, in ministry. And my favorite and most surprising part of the conversation involved a Dairy Queen Buster Bar, and you'll have to keep listening to learn what it has to do with a healthy marriage. Okay, now you've piqued my curiosity (laughs) because I love Buster Bars. Who doesn't? Right? (sighs) I know. You hear this theme woven in here about food. We've got bread. We've got ice cream. It can't be a bad interview after all of that. It can't be. And and when you start talking ice cream, boy, you just definitely get my... uh, my ears perked because the <laughs> ice cream and marriage are two awesome things, if you ask me. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know, and I think Joanne leaves everyone who's listening today with a really practical way to deeply connect with your spouse and how to do it today. And it is so simple and yet it's so hard all at the same time. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do in this podcast is get practical, simple things that you can do today. And in this case, make your marriage better and your ministry better. So whether you've been in ministry for 50 years like Joanne, or whether you're new to ministry, knowing how to tend to your work and your marriage is crucial for the longevity of a leader. So let's dive right into that interview with Joanne. Well, Joanne, thanks for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Well, thanks for the invitation, Heidi. It's a treat, 
And because I know your sister, who I adore, I know we're going to have a lot of fun today. Awesome. That is exactly how we met, actually, was through my sister. She was new to ministry, and you really came alongside of her from the very beginning, actually, even when her husband was candidating at their church. Um, and, you know, you have been such a great mentor to her. So thank you for taking care of my little sister. Ah, she's the best. And, <laughs> and I gain from that as much as I give. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, I think, you know, your wisdom extends uh, for many, many, many years. Your experience in ministry, your longevity in ministry is is one to be uh, learned from. And I think you have a lot to share with our listeners. One of the things that you shared um, with me was a really pivotal question when you yourself got into ministry. Um, can you talk a little bit about that question and how you struggled with that? Absolutely. I'd love to. Okay, let me set the context. We've been through four years of seminary, plus five years of being on a staff of a church that had almost closed its doors, but then it had a exploding new leadership. We've got to be part of that staff team. It was exciting. It was thrilling. We were so happy. I loved it. And then my husband, Roger, got an inquiry from a church across town. And this church was kind of on the glide path mm. to closing its doors. And they wondered, Roger, would you consider coming to be our lead pastor, our senior pastor? That's what they said that in, at this time. And of course, Roger, who loves a challenge, who loves to go conquer the new, his passions were immediately aroused and curious. And I'm feeling a lot of anxiety and fear. I don't want to lose the comforts and the familiarity that we had. We had two little girls. I mean, and I just, but that summer while we were trying to make this decision, do we go, is this God's call or do we stay where we are? I was actually in my garage refinishing an old upright piano. And as I spread that gunk all over that piano and, uh, smelled the fumes. I was just crying out to God. And I said, God, okay, this is the question I have. Can we have a healthy marriage and a healthy ministry? Or is it one at the expense of the other? You see, I was, I was noticing marriage meltdowns in ministry. And you know what, Heidi, I think there was this kind of unspoken default assumption that when it comes to ministry, when it comes to serving Jesus, we place ministry above our marriage. You know, we burn out for God. <laughs> and I mean, who am I to get in the way of God's work? So this was like a gurgling fear, but there was something, I see it more as I look back on it now, there was something beautiful and precious and good and valuable underneath that fear I was feeling. It was a desire that God had given me. And it was a desire to flourish. I love the word flourish. I, when I think of flourishing, I'm not talking about gospel prosperity. I'm thinking about becoming integrated, whole, centered, mature, fruitful. First and foremost, just as a person. And then in my marriage, and yeah, of course, in my ministry. But so I wondered, is it really either or, or is it the power of the and, both and? 
So I, looking back, you know, today there's a big talk, a buzz about neuroscience because scientists are finally discovering what our creator put, how he made our brains, that whatever we give attention to shapes us, forms us. And I needed to give attention to that good, holy desire to flourish. And that's been the quest I've been on throughout our ministry life. Yeah, absolutely. That's an incredibly powerful word, um, is, is the word flourish. You know, mm -hmm. and as you think back to something that you wish you had known even earlier in ministry, what, 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 what did you learn? What do you wish you had known then that you know now? Yeah. Well, I want to mention two things. First of all, we need to remember a start is a start. There's no secret bullet that I needed to have known back when I was 32 years old finishing that piano and crying out to God. I mean, God knew right where I was. And you know what? I was because God made all of us developmental. And I was so undeveloped personally. Uh, in our marriage, our marriage was undeveloped. I was very undeveloped and understanding all the dynamics of ministry. But you know what? That was okay with God. You know, Scripture says, do not despise small beginnings. And so I, first of all, I would just say, don't despise where you're at. Don't mm -hmm. compare yourself to where Jenny Allen is or all the many other great leaders or whatever. Wherever we start, God is there with us. And, you know, and I realized God was right in that garage when I was working on that piano and he heard my prayer. Um, and he's taken a lifetime to confirm his answer to me. You know, your invitation to come today mm. has caused me to kind of picture a timeline of my life from age 32 <laughs> in my garage to present. And oh my goodness, there are joys and there are sorrows. There's good times and hard times. There's the unraveling of my being. And there's times where God has knit me together. And, but he's faithful. And where I start was where I started. But the other thing I would, I would mention is the whole, is this phrase that Roger and I have learned along the journey. And that is role versus relationship. Mm. Um, and that's our go-to check throughout our marriage and ministry together. You know, roles are what we do. Skills, responsibilities, experience, competencies, dreams, position, opportunity. That's part of the image of God in us and is good. But then there's relationship. And relationship is about wanting connection and being known. And it flows out of healthy personhood. And that's part of the image of God in us too. So they don't have to be in competition. They can be complementary. But um, let me illustrate this. Mm. <laughs> I didn't marry a, my pastor. <laughs> I married a man with gorgeous blue eyes. <laughs> 
who is now my husband and has been for 49 years. Um, I, I've never dreamed about being married to a pastor. But on my wedding day, I married a man. And I want to stay married to a man in the context of the very draining lifestyle of ministry. You know, um, Heidi, we all are dealing with a COVID mask reality right mm. now. And I, I think we all recognize the emotional disconnect we're feeling. Even when we pass a stranger in the grocery store, we're yeah. going, oh, this, this is not quite right. Mm -hmm. We're behind our masks and roles, any role, but at particularly a role in a ministry can become a mask we hide behind. Mm. And that's a very um, toxic pattern to develop if you want to have the both end of a vitalized flourishing marriage and uh, a faithful vitalized ministry. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's incredibly powerful for, for everyone at any time. But I think particularly yes. now, that idea of role versus relationship, because of what we're facing as a country and a world, people are losing their identity in their role. Absolutely. They don't have roles. So Absolutely. without that relationship to fall back on, I think it causes a lot of uh, uh, discontent and, and confusion. And it really de defaces how God mm. made us. Yeah. He did not make us just to have dominion in our role. Mm. He made us to have connection and relationship. Yeah. And you know what? Ministry couples are not exempt. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is truth. And I he, can echo. Go yeah, ahead. He's just, he's inviting every ministry couple to be attentive and mm. care for this marriage as well as walking in the call of your ministry you know so early on in my marriage i i really had to learn to use my voice mm. not to complain not to be strident but hey you know let's face it what right now we're talking about church ministry okay mm. so my husband has had a role as a pastor and his tunnel vision into that. It was my, the womb of my emotional world that was registering, hey, we're wobbling a little bit. We're neglecting. And I needed to learn to use my voice mm. in that context without feeling like I'm betraying God yeah. and his call on my husband's life. Yeah. You know, yeah. circling back to that very first question that you struggled with, how did you resolve that? So in other words, from your experience, what are the keys to having a healthy marriage and a healthy ministry? Okay, I think what's really important is that we invite and ask others to speak into your life. Mm -hmm. Don't isolate don't be independent. Don't let the role, re, the expertise that you have, so to speak, whatever, keep you from tending to this. You know, we don't see ourselves by ourselves. Mm. We need others to help us see who we really are and what's going on. 
Um, and that requires humility. That requires recognizing this is a precious commodity, our marriage. And it's so precious, we're going to invite others to speak into our lives and marriage. And I, I think of it two ways, um, informally, maybe with a friend. In fact, you know what? Let me back up for a minute. Whenever Roger and I do premarital counseling together, which I absolutely adore doing, um, one of the things we tell them is this. Before you even get married, I, you two have a conversation of who you will individually go to if you hit, not if, but when you hit a rough spot. And that you... By doing that beforehand, that is protecting your marriage in a way that's saying, I'm not betraying you by going to this person to talk about a struggle we're having. So that can be done very informally, but I absolutely, we are strong advocates of ministry couples periodically stopping, getting off the treadmill and going for some counseling, counseling with a counselor that is equipped to, uh, do I dare say, punch through the God talk mm. to the heart talk? Yeah. Punch through, not to abandon examining the role, but let's get to our hearts and let's get to this dance we have in our marriage. So um, that has been very, very, very key to us. I think the second thing for us has been cultivating companionship. Hmm. Ministry can get way, way too serious and too idolatrous. Hmm. See, I grew up in a ministry family. My dad was a pastor. And by the way, when Roger and I got married, he had no idea he was going to be in the pastorate. Yeah. He thought he was going to be in camping ministry. But that's another story. <laughs> Part, two. By slow. Part two, right. But you know what? I'm not, one thing I didn't, see as much as I wish I had seen was my parents play together. Huh. Um, and you know what? I, I'm looking back to our early days of seminary when we had not a stitch of furniture and we thought, <laughs> well, heck, we can, we can build furniture. And we began our companionship by building a little piece of furniture on the balcony of the seminary apartments. Mm. And throughout our married life, we have been jealous about when the it's day off, it's day off. Mm -hmm. And we are going to recreate and we are going to play together. Um, and we, we've coined a phrase saying, we tend to have suffered from evangelical guilt. You know, to commit mm -hmm. a pleasure <laughs> is to offend God, you know? Oh, it's terrible, the things we pick up. God invites couples, ministry couples, yeah. to play together. And, and that, having companionship throughout every season of life is so vital. Yeah, I love that. And you know, Joanne, one of the things I absolutely appreciate about you and Roger in observing your marriage is that you also commit to the, the playing together, but it's also staying healthy together. And you know, oh. that's near and dear to my heart. So, Absolutely. Yeah, talk oh, about yes. that. Yes, we're very committed. I know that after I go on a walk or a ride on a bike, whatever, my body feel, feels 
energized. And when mm. I'm re-energized, I'm investing not only in the ability to, and as well as nur nutrition, nourishment, that kind of thing. We have stewarded that over a lifetime because, you know, we're, God didn't make us just spirits. Mm. He, we're embodied creatures and we cannot serve God well yeah. if we don't serve our bodies well. And that's yeah. been really exciting for us to pursue. Yeah, absolutely. And I love seeing the pictures that you post on of all your fun outings and your bike uh, rides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our, our longest tandem ride was 70 miles. Wow. And it was quite a stretch up some big inclines in the upper peninsula of Michigan, but yes, memorable. memorable absolutely. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So now you and Roger have been married for how many years? Well, um, the middle of August, it's uh, 49 years. Wow. So oh. this summer, we'd be start <laughs> our 50th year. There you go. Yeah. Well, there is so much wisdom and there are so many things that I'm thinking about um, based on our conversation today. If we were to wrap it up into one actionable step that our listeners can take to really invest in a healthy marriage, something that they can do today, what would you say to them? Wow, I'm going to say practice every day the alluring grace of kindness hmm. in your marriage. Yeah. My parents were married 67 years. By the time my dad was in his 80s, he had been suffering from diabetes. He got neuropathy in his feet. It was hard for him to ambulate. But one day my, my mom and dad were sitting in their apartment and mom said, oh, I wish I could have a Buster bar right now. <laughs> the ice cream from Dairy Queen. Well, that day, every day, my dad did a little walk around the loop of the retirement center. Mom didn't go with him because he was too slow for her. <laughs> <laughs> so my sweet dad, who had lost a lot of ability, no longer had a platform of ministry or anything, he took his walker, he went out the door, and he walked four blocks down the street to buy Joey a Buster Bar. Wow. Turned around, came back, and said, Joey, here's your ice cream. <laughs> Still, after all the years of marriage, mm -hmm. he was practicing kindness. Mm -hmm. Now, that is beautiful winsome, connecting, mm. sexy, it's everything. <laughs> Kindness is powerful. Yes. And you know, ministry is a great place to serve all the needs of everybody else mm. and neglect your spouse. We're equal partners and we mutually give that mm -hmm. to each other through the practice of kindness. Absolutely. Wow. That's a, that's a great, uh, a great takeaway. And it's, it's uh, easier said than done sometimes. It as, is. <laughs> and, it's so cotton picking practical <laughs> because there's no excuse. Right. I have no excuse. I mean, right. my heart may be saying, oh, I don't want to be nice to Roger today. Sure. I'm going to withhold. Yeah. But you know, Proverbs says, do not withhold hmm. any good thing when it is in your power. Yeah. To do it. 
you know, there's a lot of things we have no control over. But I have the capacity to be kind. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the way you phrased it because it, you you mentioned the word practice, that it is practice. about practicing. It's about, it um, you know, the more we practice, the better we get at it. So it might absolutely. not be easy in the beginning um, but the more no. we practice it the more natural it becomes and it's part of who we who we are and what our marriage is absolutely in fact if you're familiar with the author shanti is it feltman mm. uh i'm gonna have to we can look that up and put them sure. in the notes yeah. but she has written actually a book on a 30-day experiment of practicing kindness in your marriage yeah and how powerful it is. That would be a great resource. That's great. Yeah. I, we're going to add that. And in fact, I'm going to add a couple of more resources uh, to our show notes yep. that you recommended um, to our Terrific. listeners. But I want to give you an opportunity to tell us where you can find your book called yes, Table my, Life. Yes, my book Table Life, you can find on Amazon. And this is a book about one of my passions where uh, Jesus gives us a picture of the power of the table. Hmm. And so um, in our families, our households, and in our community, um, savoring the hospitality of Jesus in your home. It's not about us. It's not about performance. Hmm. It's about Jesus's invitation to gather together. Very good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Joanne. It was absolute pleasure. I have learned so much. I'm going to be listening to this over and over again um, for those takeaways, but particularly the, the practicing kindness. Um, that is definitely the thing that I will take with me. Um, we are going to put all of the uh, resources you mentioned, including a link to your book and your book's website in our show notes. Um, but thank you so much and, and God bless uh, you and your continued work and how you're mm. helping marriages to be healthy and helping ministry to be healthy uh, for both women and men in our lives. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks for the invitation to draw me into the practice of reflecting back on God's care for us through all these years. Excellent. Thanks, Joanne. You bet. Thank you. Bye now. You've been listening to the Side-by-Side Side podcast with Annie Purdue Olson and Heidi Swart. Click subscribe so you don't miss out on practical tips from experienced leaders. Share a comment and let us know what's on your mind. If you are a busy leader and you are ready to stop the madness, download our Busy Leader's Guide to Sticky Habits from the link in the show notes. For more resources, check out our website, www.sidebysidepodcast.online.